Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die, where my goal is to give you evidence that although our bodies will disappear, we survive physical death. When we aren't afraid of death, we are less afraid of life. From these episodes, I aim for all of us to take more risks in our lives, go after our dreams, have great relationships, and a lot of fun and joy in the process. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And today I'm thrilled to introduce you to my friend, Marbeth Dunn. She's nicknamed the Happiness Coach, and I'll tell you a little bit about her. On Valentine's Day back in 2009, Marbeth lost the love of her life to a heart attack. But instead of succumbing to grief, Marbeth chose a different path. Today, she's happily engaged and uses her wisdom to help women create joy-filled lives. She's the founder of the Institute for Empathic Development. Marbeth is known as the Joy to Abundance Strategist. She's also an empath, and we'll find out a little bit about what that is. Intuitive, speaker, co-author of an Amazon bestseller called Conversations That Make a Difference. Shift Your Beliefs. Marbeth is president of the Greater Miami Holistic Chamber of Commerce. She's a coach. She's a mentor. She's the TV happiness expert and the host of Having It All TV. Her inspiring work has been featured on Fox, NBC, CBS, The CW in San Diego, and she's also been a regular guest on Good Morning Florida Keys. And I am absolutely thrilled to have on our show today, Marbeth Dunn. So Marbeth, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Woohoo! So <laughs> nice to be here, Sandra. It's just so great to be here with you. I'm so excited to be on your show. Me too, and I love the woohoo because sometimes I get—I don't want to say it's intimidated, but I when I read um, the bio from the guests, it's like, oh my gosh, what? I mean, it's like I've got a superstar here with me, and and you are. Can you tell us a little bit about you? Are you in the Florida area right now? I am. Yes, I am in South Florida. And before we really get into content, would you mind if I started by sharing a little bit about me so our listeners could have have a little more context about who I am and and why they would even want to listen? I would love that. Go for it. Well, as you said, excuse me, I'm a coach and a mentor, and my life is joyously abundant And I'm happy about 99% of the time, but as an empath and an intuitive, I'm extremely extremely sensitive to the energy of other people, and I feel energy in my body, and I didn't know that for most of my life, I thought there was something terribly wrong with me. And I know there are many other empaths out there where we feel in our body you know, where other people are carrying their stuff. It's like being a body whisperer. And like many people, I'm sure that many of your listeners, I had weak energetic boundaries and I was very easily overpowered by other people's energy and it made me ill and I had social anxiety and I often would have asthma attacks in social situations. But not only was I ill, my relationships were a mess and I was in debt, my life wasn't very pretty. And my saving grace was that I was a painter, and I lived in Haiti. I was a painter. I lived on a mountaintop without electricity or city water, (laughs) and I painted. And um, one day I was introduced to an idea that what I saw as reality was not set in stone and that by changing my thoughts and my perceptions, everything around me could change as well, and I finally had power. And after I left my marriage, which was very difficult, I focused on healing my past and my patterns. I moved forward and and released what didn't serve me. And I threw myself into training and certifications and personal growth, empowerment, many, many, many energy healing Mm -hmm. techniques and modalities. I even became a Kundalini Yoga instructor. Wow. And soon my life was fabulous. I had an energy healing practice. I had a wonderful relationship with a wonderful man. And then it will be six years this Valentine's Day that I lost him to a massive heart attack. And you can imagine I was so stunned and I I was traumatized. And it would have been so easy to curl up in a ball of grief. And I was terrified, though, 
that if I did, I would be there for a very long time. Uh So I chose instead to use the techniques that I'd learned and developed to release all the devastating emotions that I was feeling one at a time. And it wasn't easy, but it really surprisingly wasn't very long before I felt good, really good. And there wasn't anything left but love and beautiful memories. And that's when I realized that I had something wonderful to share with the world because I know so many people suffer from grief and pain and and from life's challenges. And so I discovered that my purpose was to gently guide people to find their purpose, rediscover their joy, solidify relationships, open to and expand wealth, and just create a bright new future. So that's what I wanted to share. So it gives you more of a context as to who I am. I just want to give you a big hug right now for all of that. Oh, I want to hug you back. (laughs) Yeah, and and not just that. It's, um, you know, thinking about grief and everything that I've learned about grief, it's a new concept to me to think that one by one you could, I mean, I'd like you to talk more about that um, at some point, concentrate on each emotion and let them go one at a time because it's like, what? (laughs) <laughs> and well, I, cause... as they came up because you know it's so overwhelming at first you're first you're numb and you're in a state of disbelief right. you can't believe that it happened right and and um what I wanted to to tell you is that right after he died um my kids flew down the very next day to be with me and they live they live the other side of the country they live in New Mexico uh-huh. and they both flew in and when on in the car on the way down, they smelled my mother, her perfume. She always wore Giorgio. They could smell my mother in the car with them, and that Giorgio smell was with them in the hour's drive to the airport, and it was it it actually stayed with them after they got on the airplane, you know, to come see me. Wow. So talking about life after death, yes. So many messages that we received when they came there the first night, they were so sweet. They wanted to rub my hands. One was rubbing my hands. One was rubbing my feet. And my daughter said it was dark and I had a candle burning on my dresser. And my daughter said, what's that blinking on your dresser? And I said, that's the candle that I lit for Harold. And she said, no, there's something else. And there was a pin that he had given me for New Year's, one of those little blinking neon pins. Mm-hmm. It, had, it, it had said angel on it, and it was blinking. So it just started simultaneously, you know, just on its own, spontaneously, uh-huh. just to, to, to blink. So that was the first thing. The second thing that happened was we were driving and uh, had an iPad, iPod in the car, and you know, they always start at the beginning of the song. My daughter put on the Joker, Steve Miller Band, mm-hmm. and it's it, right in the middle of the song. It started and it said, don't you worry, mama, because I'm right here, right here, right here at home. And, you know, my daughter totally was like, did you hear that? Um, but But the next weekend... I had already signed up to take a seminar in Matrix Energetics Mm -hmm. and I had my friends were coming to stay with me and I really felt like I needed their support because, you know, there's something about having the support of of really wonderful, loving friends that that is is especially needed when you've gone through an experience that is so devastating. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I just, they said, you don't have to do this. I said, yeah, I'm going to go to this. I'm going to go to this. I'm, I'm going to do it. So the first day I was, you know, I, I, I caught bronchitis because so often, you know, grief sits in your, in your lungs. And uh, so immediately I got bronchitis and, and then, um, but so I went to this event coughing and hacking and I, I imagine I looked like hell <laughs> you know and the first day I just hung out with my friends all the women and you know and we got up we would you know do they would have little breakouts of you know practice sessions the second day I got I, I stood up to go with my friends and the hottest guy in the place walked up to me and he said Marbeth would you practice with me 
Now, you know, I did not look good. (laughs) I felt bad. And, you know, here, this guy shows up. And so I got up to practice with him. And this other guy taps him on the shoulder and he wants to practice with me. And right behind him is another man. And I'm thinking, what the heck is going on? So I go back to my seat. The guy in front of me swivels around almost like the exorcist to talk to me. And I just stood up. It was I was I was overwhelmed. So I got I walked to the restroom and then in my ear I hear this song from Her- that Harold had shared with me from some unknown um, songwriter, I'll take care of you. Well, I just burst out laughing. You know because that explains it. It totally, you know, yeah. when I started laughing, I said, that's wonderful, sweetheart, but, you know, it's a little soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing. And, but that continued um, that um, for my birthday, um, what, you know, he, we had been in, um, in Santa Fe uh, for my, with my kids, and I had given them one of the uh, We Fit, you know, yep. the and and uh, they loved it and he loved it at the time he said oh we have to get one of these well we never did because he died you know like in February and and so we never did now my birthday was in June and my daughters got me a wee fit now that was you know kind of an expensive gift to come from my kids and and so I called them I said that's way too expensive and my daughter kind of hemmed and hawed she said well you know mom it actually came from Harold I said, what do you mean? And she said, I won a contest that I didn't enter. (laughs) Wow. For the we. And I also received a dozen roses from a friend who has never before or since bought me roses on my birthday. And, you know, so I knew where they came from. Wow. Yeah. How do you win a contest that you don't enter for just an item like that. I don't know. I mean, that's <laughs> that ga- arranged it. That and gave then- me goosebumps. I mean, that I can I got them right in my arms right now. And then the other thing that was the last thing was so interesting was um, when I go- used to fly to see my kids, I'd fly into Albuquerque, New Mexico, and then I'd have to drive an hour, rent a car, drive an hour to Santa Fe. And I really didn't want to go back because the last two times I had been there with Harold, I didn't want to do it. And so my kids are, you know, pushing me, you have to come, you have to come. So I went online and I found a, a, um, I found a flight that flew directly into Santa Fe. That had never happened before. So I booked the flight. And um, when I got to the airport, you know, it was so easy. And I said to them, when did this start? It started on my birthday. Now, is that a coincidence? I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, I mean, it was just all these things. And and the other thing, which I know I'm, I'm kind of, I'm excited about. But this. I want you to tell us because more is better. Well, when Harold died, um, this is kind of a, a very interesting story, too. Um, his mom had passed 10 days before, and he and his mom were very, very close. And and I guess, you know, you could say that he was heartbroken. Sure. He, she, she passed 10 days before he did? Yes. And, and oh, he had my the, gosh. the, the uh, funeral home had given him a candle, and the candle burned until he died. And, and, um, I found him, well, I had gone home the night before because I was uh, taking a drawing, uh, I was in a drawing group at the university, which was South. And, and so the night before I was at his place and he said, you know, I'm just not feeling good. And so I, I, you know, I do energy work and I just, at that time I was just doing Reiki and, and I led him through a guided meditation. He said, you know, I feel so good when you're here and, you know, and then, you know, I just don't feel so good afterwards. Well, the next morning I woke up and I was, I was so, um, I don't even know what the word is. I was just, I was just upset. I was emotional. I didn't know why. And I just felt like I needed to send him Reiki. So I did. And then as I was driving to my drawing group, I found myself communicating with God. And I said, God, 
I want you to take this relationship and do with it what you want to do. I'm surrendering this relationship and Harold to you. Now, I had no idea what I was saying, and it sounded like a really weird thing mm -hmm. to be saying, but it just it was just flowing out out loud as I was driving. When I got to the to the drawing group, I was talking with a friend of mine, and suddenly I passed it was like I passed out, I disappeared. I was holding on to a table. I don't know where I went, and I don't know you know how long before I came back and um you know, she was talking. I don't know that she even noticed. And, um, you know, because I was holding on, but I was gone. Mm -hmm. And then um, at lunchtime, I I just found myself, I was just tearing. Whenever I talked about him, tears would just run down my face. And um, I kept calling, couldn't reach him. And, um, and then we were supposed to go to a concert that night. Uh, with George Winston, you know, a very romantic yes, yes. Valentine's Day concert. And I, you know, I, I knew something was wrong. So I drove to his house and I found him. Well, afterwards, you know, I had bought some books on, on uh, the afterlife and communicating with people. And there's a book by Dr. Newman about, um, I think it's life. I don't have the name of it right here, but I think it, it's, it was about you know, life between lives or something like that. And what he said was, when we die, we're greeted by our loved ones. And if they are still living, the people who are important to us, yeah. and part of their consciousness splits so they can be there to greet us. And I know that's what happened to me the day that he died, because that was in that morning. And it was when he would have gotten up and, you know, fell on the floor. But um, so I'm totally convinced that I was there to greet him. That's incredible. Yeah. So I wanted to share that because, you know, so many of the things that happened could have been, you could have said, oh, that's just a coincidence. Oh, that's just a coincidence. <laughs> but you have to have an open mind and, and recognize that, you know, these things happen. They're there and they communicate with us. And, I mean, you know, it's really, it's, it's a beautiful connection to be able to feel that love that continues because there really is no death. The love just continues. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Yeah, it really is. So that, that, that's one thing I wanted to share, but there's mm. more. Keep going. I, I just want to thank <laughs> you, first of all, because in front of you I have your picture because we're talking on Skype right now. And anyone who's listening that wants to see what Marbeth Dunn looks like, she's beautiful. Go to wedontdieradio.com. And there's a beautiful picture of her. Um, and so I'm looking at you and I'm thinking about how devastating uh, it is when we lose somebody. And that this was the path. And here you are just so lovely and giving and sharing and just seeing everything that you've created out of it. I mean, gosh, you're extraordinary. Oh, well, you know, I feel that there, and I was just on another show talking about the gifts and your challenges. There, there's so many amazing gifts that came through that experience. And if somebody had told me at the time, you know, there are going to be many gifts inherent in this experience, I probably would have punched them. Oh, yeah, I was going to say something just like that. Not really. But, you know, I mean, you don't, right. don't want to hear that. You're in a state of grief and you can't even imagine that there could be anything wonderful or positive yeah. in, 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 in losing someone, you know, after, you know, finally finding somebody who's kind and loving and, you know, it's just like, oh my God, and now he's gone. Right. But there were so many amazing gifts because for one, I discovered my purpose. And a second thing is that I, I was able to grow and discover depths within myself that I didn't know that I had, you know, and yeah. you don't know that until, you know, that it's like the prophet, you know, Khalil Gibran, when he talks about joy and sorrow and how your sorrow just etches such a deep the, the knife that, that carves, I know, I mean, no, I'm, I'm saying it wrong. That's but, okay, because I'm you know, not familiar with it, so. Oh, you have to read The Prophet. You're going to love it. Can, okay, can you send me a link 
I to will it and then I'll, I'll put it I'll put it with the episode on the website yes okay. do okay and and so the knife that carves out your sorrow also gives you a greater space to hold all of your joy you see oh it's I I, I, I butchered it because that's okay much more poetically but <laughs> it's really really beautiful mm. so so that was really my experience and 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 um yeah, you know, it, it, it's somebody who's so important to you, you know, they, they are, they don't leave. They're always, you know, there. You just need to, to reach out and, and contact them and they're there for you, you see. Yes. And then what it was interesting was about a year or so later, I had healed. You know, I was, I was doing really well. He came to my daughter in a dream and he said, could you have your mom... Um, say, you know, a special prayer for me so that I can leave. So I did. And, y- you know, I thought, wow, isn't that, <laughs> you know, really beautiful. What do you mean by that? Because sometimes I think that, there, and not just me, but many people, that sometimes they're around, sometimes they're not, sometimes they can come back. Um, well, you know, in the Jewish religion, there there are um, a specific mo- uh, prayers that are memorial, and and he, I don't think his brother was saying it for him, and so um, I didn't really know, you know, exactly what the prayer was, but I found it, I looked it up, and I said it for him, you know, because you know, you know, cause Shauna came through and and she said, "What does that mean?" <laughs> you know. Yeah, so interesting. So that was uh, in the faith, um, but but after that, he still has come back to you with these signs. Yeah, yeah. yes, okay. That's yeah. one thing I wanted to. It's not like he's gone. He's moved on, and good luck no. to you until we meet again. Okay. No, and and my my father. Now this is really interesting too. My father was in this lifetime was abusive. Uh, my mom slept with furniture against the door because she was afraid he would break in and kill us. Oh. So, you know, th- that was my babyhood and that was my dad. And I didn't really have a relationship with him because he really didn't want to be bothered. Mm-hmm. And I tried as an adult to connect with him, but he really, again, was not interested. So I didn't have good feelings about him. And you can imagine, and he passed away many, many years ago. And so I was very surprised. Uh, a friend of mine was doing some energy healing on me, and she said, there's a doctor here, and he would like to help. And I said, it's my father. You know, remember, I'm an intuitive. I said, it's my father, and yeah, it's fine. And she said, how do you know? How do you know it's your father? Describe him. So I described him, and she said, yep, that's him. So the next morning, she called me, and she said, that doctor is back, and he wants you to connect with him. And I had very mixed feelings, as you can imagine. Yes. I did not really want to. But when somebody, you know, reaches out from the other side, I honor that. So I went into my little energy room and I sat on a cushion and I went into a meditation. And the next thing I knew, Sandra, I was surrounded by the most amazing amazingly beautiful, unconditional love that I've ever, ever, ever experienced. It was so profound, and it was all around me, and I was stunned. And, you know, and and so I said, what, you know, in my mind, I said, what is this? You know, how can this happen? What is this? And he told me that he had always loved me, that he would always love me, and that we had contracted before we were born to have the experiences that we did for our growth. Wow. And I, I sat there, and, and Sandra, I had tears streaming sure. down face, but I forgave him. And what an amazing lesson that was, and what a blessing that he came back to share with me. You can look at people in your life and hate them or hate their actions and be frustrated and um, be a victim to it all. And you know, I mean, what if we just looked at it from uh, the perspective of this 
person, you know, we made this agreement and this, I'm learning something about this. And, you know, in the moment, we might not feel the, <laughs> the learning or the growth, but that might give us a little bit more peace than just making somebody wrong. Now, the way that I see it now is that we are eternal beings. I, I do believe that we are eternal beings. And, and our spirit is, is just so vast and limitless. We're mm-hmm. created in the image of God. And what is God but spirit? And as, as humans, we come into each incarnation and we're playing a role like we are on a stage. So in this particular lifetime, he came in as an abusive, um, I guess, narcissistic uh, doctor, you know, as, as my parent. Uh-huh. And, you know, in another lifetime, perhaps I was the one who when it wasn't treating him as well. But, you know, in the, in the absolute truth, we are both love. We just, you know, kind of come in, in into different lifetimes to play and experience. And, and, and it, it just gives you, gave me a much broader experience of what our lives are and the capacity and how much love he had to come and play this abusive father for me. You know, it's a whole different perspective. Oh, wow. And, you know, if we don't have forgiveness to somebody who's either gone or still alive, I mean, it's just like there's an open wound. Yes. And those wounds continue. I, I, you know, when I work with people, I continuously see that they are self-sabotaging or they're, they're not able to create the, the finances that they want or the relationships that they want because they still have these unhealed wounds. And you don't need to, you know, it's not difficult to release the, these, these wounds, these, these issues that you've been carrying and, and, and to see things from an entirely different perspective. And when you can, that's where your power lies. How do you start to get to those things, though? Well, you know, first of all, you want to be, you want to go easy on yourself. You Mm -hmm. don't want to uh, assume that, you know, I should be over this by now and I should be able to forgive them and I should be able to let this go because then you're shooting all over yourself and you don't want to do that, right? (laughs) You want to just go easy and, you know, and just recognize, okay, you know, I'm still feeling these emotions, but what if I could feel something differently? Mm-hmm. And you don't answer that question yourself. You're actually using an open-ended question that you're just putting out there. You're allowing a different outcome. You're opening yourself up to possibility because there's so many possibilities out there. When we assume that, that this is the way things have to be, well, we've just limited ourselves right. into that very narrow situation but but what if i could feel differently what if what if i could be free of these these feelings that weigh me down that i'm carrying around like this huge albatross around my neck yeah. what if i could let that go what would that feel like and you just kind of put it out there and that i think is the first step because that's when you start to open yourself up to well maybe there's something different maybe i could feel this differently and and that's when things can start to shift I love that. I mean, even the past few days, I've been, I don't want to say meditating, but maybe quieting my mind and doing some, listening to some different um, audios and things. And Marbeth, the new ideas that have come to my mind, it's like, where the heck did that come from? And so by just even what you're saying right now, when we can ask a question, you know, what if I could feel something else? And, and just to know that possibilities really are endless and like new creative ideas came to me. I mean, new possibilities for healing or for, gosh, who knows what can um, come up. Yes. Yes. And, you know, and that's the beginning, you know, and, and, and truthfully, don't judge yourself because where you're at is absolutely perfect. And, you know, you can, I, I'd also say if you can, Allow yourself to feel your feelings because when you resist them or push them down, 
they don't go away. You know? They don't, do they? They don't go away. And they can come up and they grab you in other places. You know, like they'll suddenly you're going to find that your business has taken, you know, is tanking and you don't know why. Well, you know, if you just experienced a loss, it can totally affect your business. It can affect your relationships. It can affect every aspect of your life. Do you think, Marbeth, that people can get stuck in grief because they're not feeling their feelings? Yes, very definitely. And, you know, I I was really terrified that I would get stuck in grief, which is one of the reasons that that I, I, it felt right for me to move forward. And then I got the corroboration from Harold when he was like putting all of those different men. I love that. Yeah. It was hilarious. But, you know, it, it was, it was he had, he had a great sense of humor. <laughs> what can I say? It sure, yeah, it sure makes things easier when we believe that they're still around. More than faith. It's just this knowing that they are. But feeling feelings is, can be very hard. I mean, I uh, when my dad died, uh, it was devastating. And my mom's still on the planet. And I, I got, I'm even closer to her. And I can't even imagine like going through it again. Because I'm, you know, I think we get afraid of feeling feelings. Oh, yeah. And and once you've experienced, you know, it, if you've experienced, you know, the passing of, of your dad and it was so huge and then, you know, your mom passes, it just builds. One builds on the other, you know, that, that whole grief scenario. And it, it, it really can be very difficult. But again, there are there are things that you can do to release the, the feelings. And you know, allowing yourself to feel them, you know, it seems like that can be overwhelming, but there are different techniques. I know many different techniques to release those, those, those emotions. And when you do, you actually feel much more expanded. You feel as part of that, that grander self of who you are. You know, sometimes you may want to, if it's not too, too much, you can actually intensify a feeling, you know, like, how can I make this even more intense? How can I feel it more intense? And it, 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 it will absolutely, it, it can totally um, vanish. So I've never heard of that. That's and that's way. wild. Uh, another way you can use um, emotional freedom technique or meridian tapping. That's, that was something that I did. And, and, um, you know, I have a, a master certificate in that, the advanced certificate and the, you know, and the tapping mm-hmm. and, and it was very, very helpful. Um, but I really do encourage when I work with people, I hold the space, you know, cause as, as an empath, I can tell you exactly where you're holding your stuff and I can feel it, you know, like, okay, I'm feeling that grief in your chest and I can feel, and I know what it is as an intuitive, you know, and I can help people to actually release it. And sometimes, you know, the, the feelings are not even from this lifetime. Sometimes they go back to other lifetimes. You know, it, it's very interesting, you know, some of the, the, the issues that people are holding. And sometimes they're not even your feelings. They're not even your emotions. What do you mean by that? Well, I find that about 80% of the people that I work with carry other people's stuff, <laughs> you know. Oh. Yeah. So, for example, you know, after your your dad passed away, you did. You actually took on, you know, some of your mom's pain because it was hard for you to, to you know, you really care about her and, and you were feeling, oh, look at the pain she's feeling and guess who took some of that on? Yes. You see. And, you know, and, and so it's not, you can, you don't have to carry that any longer. You can release it. You know, it's something that, um, and it, it's actually very freeing. Is there a ritual to release it or some? Yeah, let, let's just do it right now. Yeah, I'd love that. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so say, I would we'd do, love that. I, I love to work with angels and, and I would just ask Archangel Michael to come through with a, with a net, a, a, a beautiful net of golden mesh and just have him just kind of strain it right through your body. And just take there, just take all of the stuff that's not yours and just take it up to the light and where it'll be transmuted into love and light and then just just let it just flow all the way through you and expand out. 
into the outermost aura and just fill you up with this beautiful love and light. Yeah. So. Wow. And I hope those who are listening are, did that as well. Um, and if not, I mean, that's an easy tool that we can all use. And I just want to, if I can just tell you my experience in those just couple of seconds that you did that was there's a lot of stuff that goes caught that net. Yes. <laughs> lots and lots and lots and lots. Because you're an empath also. Am I? Yes. You, can, feel, you feel other people's stuff. Can you talk a little bit about being an empath? Because I've always been caught up by that word. Even reading your bio, I didn't even say empathic, right? Like I don't, I kind of get it, but I don't. And maybe there are people that who are empaths that don't know it. And that could be part of the the reason for some uh, yeah, yeah, pain. Yeah. Yes. And, and, um, and basically I like to think of myself as being a body whisperer. I like that. Isn't that cool? Yes. I I didn't coin it. I've, I've actually, um, when I looked it up online, uh, I I was at an event and a woman asked me, well, I don't understand what you do. And so as I talked to her, she said, you're really a body whisperer. You know, you help people understand what they're carrying within their bodies. And I do. And I find that, you know, in one one of the classes that I was teaching, I had about eight people on the line. I, I don't do large classes because I like to work with people individually. I was working with one of the women on the line and I said, Does everybody feel the the, the heaviness in her chest and, and how her throat is just so congested? And everybody felt that. And then the question everybody on the line, everybody was able to feel it. And, you know, then the question comes up, well, is that mine or is that hers? You know, and that, that's something that you need to ask yourself. If you're feeling, you know, very often people feel very heavy in their chest. You know, the word heartbreak, well, hello, you know, mm-hmm. you have, it's in your heart. You have a heaviness in your chest. Grief, sadness tend to, you know, they, they converge in your chest. So, you know, when you're feeling like a heaviness or you're feeling maybe a pain in your neck or you're feeling, you know, a, a um, clenching in your, in your solar plexus, then you want to ask yourself, is this mine? You know, that's the easiest way to, I don't know if that, if that was helpful, but I find that because there's so many of us on the planet now and because we're really energetic beings, we just appear to have a body, but if even if you look at the consistency of our bodies, we are ninety nine point nine 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 percent energy because we're composed of atoms. Yes. And you look at an atom; it's mostly space. So if you took all the matter that's inside an atom and you condensed it in, it would be about the size of an apple seed. That's crazy. I know. So what we really are are we're patterns of light and information. And, you know, and, and so that gives you a whole different way to look at what we are, you know. Yes. And because we, we are energy, our energy tends to blend with other people's energy. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy for us to, to pick something up. The first time that I was actually aware of this, because um, I didn't realize, you know, how empathic I was. I thought, as I said, there was something really wrong with me. Sure. Um, I was asked to to um, sub for a friend of mine at a spa to do some Reiki. And when I walked in, the massage therapist hugged me. And the next day, I felt awful. And it didn't feel like me. I just felt really heavy. I felt really depressed. And, and I was like, this isn't me. So I went back over my day the day before. And when I got to that lady hugging me, I, I was like, everything clicked inside. It was like, oh, that's what this is. And I said, that's not mine. And I just, I kind of pushed it out of me. And, uh, and I felt really good after that. So um, very often, and, and I think it also comes from maybe not having very strong energetic boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people don't. You know, a lot of us have issues with boundaries. And, and they we, manifest in different ways. Yeah, we may not know we have issues with boundaries. Right. And you're saying all this, and there's been days that 
I've had freedom and the possibility of power and got, getting things done and could be joyful. And I've woken up with like heaviness on my chest, like almost a feeling of panic or stress. And I've, yes, even just a couple of days ago, and I'm like, what is this about? Because it, it would never even have occurred to me that it might not be my stuff. Never would have occurred to me. So I you don't. Know, yeah. And sometimes, you know, like when I leave my house and I'll feel like a tightening in my chest, I've learned to listen because I need to check out where I'm going. And, you know, is that space energetically good for me? Do I need to protect myself in some way? Or do I need to look at who's going to be there and and harmonize what's going on? You know, um, that, sometimes that happens and I, pay, I have to pay attention to it because when I don't, I end up in trouble. <laughs> sure. Can, can I change the subject just a little bit? Sure. Because time goes by very quick. Um, when we are talking right now, we're just before Thanksgiving, but then Christmas is around the corner and then Valentine's Day or there's those of us that have lost a loved one that a birthday was significant or an anniversary. Our lives are filled with holidays and times that um, we may be missing that person that was in our life. Do sure. you have any uh, recommendations as the happiness coach, <laughs> how to embrace a special occasion and make it a great day as opposed to in the past, it might be a, a day of gloom and doom and sadness and, you know, how we can consciously shift a day to yes. being a happiness day. Yes. So, First of all, you know, every holiday is a little different. Everybody's situation is a little different. Right. So, yeah. So if, if you know, it, it's a day where you're going to be by yourself, you want to do some planning and you don't want to be by yourself. You know, you may want to light a candle for that person and do something special to memorialize them, but volunteer. Because when you're giving back, if you can, you know, sometimes if you're like in the throes of grief, you really can't. You just need to honor where you are and surround yourself with some close friends who can support you. That's really important. Um, but if you can, you know, and, and spend some time volunteering, maybe, you know, at a, at a homeless shelter or, or something, you know, on that day, it takes you out of that, um, you know, that, that, that victimized situation where you're feeling, and victimized is not the right word, but, you know, you're feeling so, sad and sure you, know, you want to when you start to help other people you can't help but feel good yourself you know it's it's something that um just happens you you can't help it so um that's one of the things but if you can surround yourself with friends and maybe even create a different holiday tradition you know so if you were you know having um, you know, you were always the one that, that did, you know, the, the cooking and, and did the whole thing, maybe go out to, you know, to a restaurant, you know, just do things differently and just, you know, and get support, get the support from your friends if you can. And, you know, don't be afraid to reach out and, and shake things up and, and, you know, you could start a different tradition or a new tradition just to, to help you see things a little differently. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons I created this uh, radio show is that I know no matter how much research I've done in life after death, or I've heard miraculous stories that give me goosebumps. It's really easy as a human being to forget and to um, kind of live in the illusion that we're all by ourselves. And yeah. so to have either a great book that you're reading or listening to some of these podcasts I know works because I hear these stories that it's like, oh my gosh, like your We Fit <laughs> gift that you received and, and things that are just like, wait a minute, you know, this is a miraculous life that we're living in. Um, but it is, you know, I, I do think personally, and uh, you might feel the same way that, um, well, I, I don't, I'm going to ask you if you feel the same way that life really can be an illusion. By, by coming here to planet Earth, I think um, it, it's easy to forget who we really are. You know what I mean? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, personally, I think that's part of the 
the game of life because if we knew 24 7 uh well i don't know but I, sometimes i think um if we knew we were living on heaven on earth and everything was good all the time um it wouldn't be so good anymore like we need to have uh sorrow to be able to feel joy and things like that yeah we need the contrast right and and as i said you know the 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 sorrow actually creates the that depth for you to hold more joy i love that Yes, I love I, I that. To send that to you, the prophet by Khalil Gibran. Okay, we will. Yes, and we'll have that. Well, by the time you're listening to this, listener, when you go to wedontdieradio.com and look up Mayor Beth Dunn, you'll see that link. I promise. Could you just share a little bit? You said before we started um, today that you can help people. If there's someone who's looking right now, that's. Um, needs a little help you know are you are you open for people to contact you as a coach or however Absolutely. whatever you do okay i i love i actually prefer to work with people one-on-one okay because um it's very 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 effective and you can move through you know sadness and grief and pain and and just a lot of your different issues very very quickly um i'd like to to send you to my page which is marbethdunn.com forward slash strategy and there I have a special offer I have a couple of of audio downloads and and then also I have a a a book that you can download seven steps to get unstuck and unlock your joy which when you sign up then uh, you can you know, you can you'll you'll be able to to access that. You can just download it, and then also you can sign up for a free consult with me on the um, on the tab on the bottom of the page. You That's very up. generous. I've always loved when people offer something like that because I, you know to spend this time with you now, you're just so loving and caring, and I really get that you're the real deal. Oh well, thank you. Well, you, you're so loving and caring, too. I'm just a reflection of you. Aren't you sweet? And what is yourjoyjourney.com? I know you also sent me that. Yeah, website. that's where, where people can sign up for my my ebook. But you don't need to go there. If you just go well, to then okay. our best <laughs> strategy, you'll, you know, you'll get, get more. <laughs> and your book, Conversations That Make a Difference, Shift Your Beliefs, you've written a chapter in there. Yes, and I you, wrote a can, chapter. And is that on what we just spoke about today or a little something different yeah it actually is i i wrote about i think i i I wrote about harold in in my experience and everything that i how i grew from that experience because it really was such a profound experience for me and you know and i know everyone who's experienced the loss of a loved one you know there 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 is always a reason even though you may not understand it at the time and um, just open yourself up to possibilities that um, there are benefits in everything that you experience. That's awesome. And even looking back at any one of our lives, and um, when we look back there, and, and if we're real with ourselves, if, if we can look at some of the hardships we've had and kind of ask the question, how have I learned from it or grown, we'll see that we always have. And you're right, right in the midst of things, you want to punch somebody in the nose if they say, oh, this is really a gift, you know, but, <laughs> but to just trust and, and to, like you said, whether it's volunteering or make a difference for another person um, and while you're in the moment of actually feel the feelings, it, that's extremely inspiring to me that you said when you felt the feelings, you actually move through grief faster. So thank you for that. You don't want to repress them. You don't want to, you know, I understand it at their, their times. And truthfully, so there were days or, or evenings when I, I fell asleep in front of the TV. You know, it was, we, we tend to run away from, from feelings that are uncomfortable. And that's why, you know, some people become, you know, foodaholics or, or alcoholics or TVaholics. You know, we need to, we need sometimes, you know, something to help us through and you know, don't want to judge yourself but at the same time sometimes you know and sometimes you need a break so go easy with yourself you know wherever you are it's okay 
but just know that you can move through things. And when you come out the other side, you are stronger. And you have so much to share with others. One last question, and maybe you sure. can sum this up in your, your closing thoughts, closing remarks. As the happiness coach, um, you know, or from where I sit, I usually like the guests to say something that can empower our listeners uh, right now, today, like really right now. Do you have something as the happiness coach to share, a tip, a trick, something, uh, maybe an action step that we can take to add in a little happiness right now for today? Sure, Absolutely. Well, you know, first of all, you want to set your intention in the morning that you're going to have a happy day. And you have that choice. Everything that happens to you is a choice. When Harold died, I remember that that instant when I recognized that I had a choice, that I could have succumbed to grief. And Again, I was terrified that I wouldn't get out of it for a long time. Mm -hmm. Or I had a choice to move forward. So recognize you have a choice and you have a choice to be happy. And so you can choose happiness. You have a choice every second and you don't have to do it alone. We have helpers. We have spirit. We have angels. All you have to do is ask. You know, help me see this another way. Help me get through today. You know, I would like to see things differently. You know, whatever it is, you ask. And and we have free choice. So you can't, you know, they can't always uh, interfere with you unless you ask and say, yes, interfere with me. Help me be happier today. And uh, and, and things will show up. Things will shift for you. That's great. And, you know, ask is just a three-letter word. Yes. <laughs> One syllable and easy to do. Easy to do. Oh, Marbeth Dunn, thank you for being with us today. Well, thanks so much, Sandra. It was it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. Oh, and to our listener, too, we've enjoyed having you here. There's plenty of places that you could have been right now, and you chose to either have your headphones on or listen to us in the car or on the computer or wherever you are. Um I really want to thank you for taking the time to listen. And I hope this interview has been of value. And to remember to go to wedontdieradio.com and you can either listen through iTunes or right from the website and share it if you like. I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. And really from the words of uh, Marbeth Dunn, you know, where you are right now is perfect. You can ask, you know, could I be feeling something else? The painful things in our life really can be a gift. And just those final last, that last word she said is just ask. You know, we have an invisible force around us. I think of our, not only our spirits and angels, but our family members that maybe we have loved and lost, that they're still around. And so with that, I'd just like to close the show. I thank you for listening and we'll see you soon. Mm -hmm.